0: We got, yeah. we, we got it going on. We know. About you know me, I'm the hottest in the zoo. WJMS. This is according to RP. Turn up the volume, kick back, and get raw with us. From the latest hip hop beats, to social issues that cripple the black community, all from the perspective of a young, strong black woman. A strong black woman. WJ Powered by Black IP. It's your girl Rita Pierre, your host, and as always, I hope you guys are striving, thriving, and surviving in these streets. So happy after Thanksgiving, everyone. <laughs> I know that I wished you guys a happy Thanksgiving, but I feel like it's important to acknowledge this after Thanksgiving period for, for many reasons. One, you know, Christmas music has been blasting since like the the day of Thanksgiving and in some places even before Thanksgiving. So we are full on in Christmas mode right now. We are also at that point where whether we want to accept it or not, the end of the year is here. And so I think that these realizations can cause a lot of stress, a lot of frustration, a lot of uncertainty for many One, financials. That's one of the biggest issues I think that pops up around this time because now we know we're in Christmas season. And for those who celebrate Christmas or at least acknowledge the holiday season, we know that this means gifts. And the more relatives you have, the more close friends you have, um, that's the, that's, that's the more money you're going to spend, right? So there's that, you know, right now we are living in hard times. We are in a recession. And, you know, the economy still has not really recovered from, you know, COVID. In fact, we're still, whether people want to believe it or not, in La COVIDa Maria. And so it's, it's you know, the finances are a really big thing right now. And so how do you know we're entering into the season that requires you to spend your money? You know, holiday parties are on deck, right? So outfits for holiday parties, Um Funding to attend holiday parties, funding to throw holiday parties. If you feel like you know, you're compelled to do so. So there's that having to be in these streets, get-togethers. Uh, f- we had friendsgiving that was happening. People are still having friendsgiving even though Thanksgiving is over. You know, um, there's just a lot. Like this is the time where money is spent. Whether you want to or not, you are spending coins during this holiday season. And I think that that really affects a lot of people because some of it you can't get out of, especially if you have like families and whatnot, you can't get out. Of some of this spending and so a lot of us are going to be going into debt because of the holiday seasons credit cards have already been maxed out in many households right and so I think that this is just a period especially like with this year and uh, everything that we've already you know been through but again like with this financial crisis that's happening some of you guys are not feeling it but many many of us are you know while I was at Thanksgiving with my family um we were talking about how, you know, a, a carton of eggs is like $7 and it's not even the organic eggs. It's not even the cage free eggs, like regular regular eggs where we don't even know where they're manufacturing them. If they're even real chicken eggs, it's like $7 for a carton. And so like things are really expensive. You know, some of us who were doing the little food shopping runs realized that, whoa, we bought three items and we're already at $100. So this inflation thing is not a joke. It's actually real. And if you pay attention, like some people are just swiping, and maybe that's why they don't know that things are so expensive. But if you really do pay attention, you'll notice that regular things. I mean, eggs used to be like two, three dollars for the regular degular. I buy almond milk, and almond milk used to be like $249, and it's like $649 or oh, close to $7 at this point. So things are getting real. People are getting stressed out um, and, you know, when there's stress, when there's, you know, tension, when there's frustration it, and, and we're in that what winter blues era, It it's I don't know. I always find it to be a recipe for disaster. So I say all that to say this. Um, we are in (laughs) the end of the year times, right? We are at the end of the year and there's a lot that's going to be going on, but I think that it's okay to exercise discretion. And I think it's okay to say no to some of these either friend gatherings, family gatherings, office gatherings. You don't have to be at all of the parties. You don't have to be at all of the events. You don't have to buy everyone a Christmas gift, in fact, I mean, if you just, if you don't have kids, then you don't have to buy anybody a Christmas gift. I think that we need to be more realistic with our situation. And I think that time of going in debt just to be down, just to be seen, just to feel not left out. I think those times are gone. I feel like COVID shifted a lot of things. And that's one thing it should have shifted for you that you don't need to. You don't need to be liked by anybody, actually. (laughs) You don't need to feel that you need to spend the money that you don't even have to be accepted by people who probably don't even really care. Um, So I think that we put ourselves in these predicaments and it's us that's putting ourselves in these predicaments. Right. Nobody's putting a gun to our head and say you need to attend all 15 holiday parties and buy a dress for each one. You don't, nobody's telling you to do that. You're choosing to do that for yourself. So I think that this holiday season, as we are all, I think, trying to figure out ways to cut back, or we should hopefully be looking at ways to cut back, live within our means and really gear up for, you know, what's to come because the forecast is not really pretty when it comes to our financial markets moving forward. I think that it's okay to say no. It's okay to say I'm staying in today. I'm not going to spend the money and it's not because you're cheap and it's not because you're, you know, whatever. It's because, you know, you are putting yourself first or your family first and that's okay. Um, So I feel like that's the PSA for that. Um, I will say though, because I did gloss over this, as I mentioned, Thanksgiving. So my family and I, we are very big Brazil fans. You know, those of you who watch soccer, football, depending on where you're listening to this, um, not American football, but you know, the original football, um, Sunday was such an amazing, uh, time for me. At first I was trying to be, you know, Rita Scrooge and I wasn't trying to go anywhere for Thanksgiving. I was like, I'm going to stay home and watch Christmas movies. Um, but I did leave my house. I did go to, you know, one, the one quarter of my family, you know, I I always joke about how I know all four quarters of my family. So I went to the one quarter and we, in honor of my uncle that passed away in January, who was the biggest Brazil fan, this side of the Mississippi, I think maybe in the world, uh, we all gathered at his house to watch the game, to watch the world cup. And I will say that it was it was a great moment just to be there with my family um, and to be in remembrance of my uncle. But it was even more amazing that Brazil won. And literally, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you were in my stories, you know, that we were going crazy. Um, so I wanted to share. I wanted to just make that point for those of you who are Argentinian fans, Argentina fans. um, You know, that one was for you. Although I did see that today, Argentina did win against Mexico, but whatever. (laughs) I also want to shout out my brother whose birthday was also on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, My brother, Fred, I will not say how old he has turned because I don't know if that's knowledge that he wants me to, you know, information he wants me to share with the world but he did celebrate a birthday and so on top of you know Brazil winning the you know uh, I keep saying the world cup because we know they're going to win the world cup but them winning the match um, and then my brother celebrating his birthday with family uh, and then the food being on point right because we don't you know, we always see people post pictures of their food plate. We always, you know, and we don't even, you know, we don't even really know the what, what's, what, what's going on with the plate, right? Was the food good? Was the food not good? Was this just an Instagramable moment because you wanted people to see that you had a plate of food? I don't know. But we rarely talk about the quality of the Thanksgiving food, right, on Thanksgiving Day. So I will say that the quality of the food at my aunt's house was amazing. I brought leftovers home. And I enjoyed the leftovers. So I think that overall Thanksgiving was uh, was a hit. It was definitely a hit. Um, everyone was happy. Everyone had a good time. Um, there were no fights. There were no there was no clapbacks to be given. Everybody stayed respectful, which was something that was very important for me at least. Uh, nobody asked intrusive questions. Nobody tried to to play anybody. It was a beautiful Thanksgiving. And so now that that's over, we're back to reality. Um, and that that is what it is. <laughs> Either way, today we have an amazing show. We have an amazing guest by the name of Dwight Duvall. He is the owner of DTD Fitness. Um, he is a fitness coach here in Brooklyn, New York. He's been on this platform before. I think he's been here at least once or twice um, talking about fitness, the importance of fitness and things like that. But today we're going to talk about diabetes awareness because November is Diabetes Awareness Month. And so he's going to talk a little bit about his experience with diabetes, how that's affected him and his role as a personal trainer, as a fitness coach, how he then kind of Encourages and promotes health and wellness through the work that he does, and overall, this this you know work on health and raising awareness for for fitness, as you know, it all ties into this diabetes awareness, right? It all ties into any of the awarenesses that we've talked about, you know, this month, in past months, and in future months. I think a lot of times we we focus so much on you know, what you, what you should eat. We focus on, you know, diet and food, but we don't focus so much on why it's important to exercise, not just in, you know, to fit into the summer dress, not just to fit into the birthday dress, but to maintain overall health function and to create longevity for ourselves. So I don't want to give, you know, the entire episode away. So make sure that you keep it locked for that. All right, everyone, I'm here with my very special guest, Dwight Duval. Dwight, please say hello. Hey,
1: what's going on, y'all?
0: <laughs> so, Dwight, I know you've been on this platform before, but it's been a little while, so please take this time to just introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us, you know, who you are, where you're from, and what you do.
1: Hey, what's going on, y'all? My name is Dwight. I am the owner of Day-to-Day Fitness. Um, I'm a fitness coach who focuses on... Strength and conditioning, and well, um, overall wellness and weight loss. I'm located in Brooklyn, New York. I have a studio in Brooklyn Commons over on Flatbush Empire. I'm all about making sure that everybody understands the importance of wellness and overall fitness on a day to day, day to day um, basis.
0: All right, great. All right, so do I? As you know, you're well aware. This month is Diabetes Awareness Month. And so, you know, we always want to take the opportunity to raise awareness and draw attention to some of the issues that particularly plague the Black community. And so on this episode, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, diabetes awareness, because I know that it's it's a disease that kind of hits home to you. It's an issue that hits home to you. So I just want you to maybe... Start off by telling us, like, what is your relationship to this cause?
1: Well, I'm Haitian and most of my family, you know, diabetes run rampant in our family and our communities. Um, I was even once um, pre-diagnosed as pre-diabetic at one point. And that's just overall just to the point of me eating bad and um, and not say overweight, but I was just eating bad, like eating Chinese food and having a nutriment right behind it. Cause at that point I was trying to build muscle and I was doing it the wrong way. Um, my mom was diagnosed with diabetes. And over time the diabetes basically took over her kidneys and that started to fail, then loss of eyesight, eventually leading her into passing away with multiple other like depression and everything else added on on top of that. Um and The reason why this hits home for me is because I really don't want anybody else to go through what she went through. And also what I went through, I say what I went through is I caught it early. All I had to do was basically shift the way that I ate and trained. Um, So that basically motivated me to like really want to help everybody else so that they wouldn't have to go through that and basically educate everybody that diabetes may be in your family or could possibly happen to any well anybody can get it but it could also be reversible in some cases and also avoided if just by switching up your lifestyle into a healthier one
0: right it's interesting when you talk about you know because i'm obviously Haitian American as well too. And how, you know, diabetes is something that I've always known to be rampant in a lot of our households, like my household in particular, um, especially on my mom's side, diabetes is very prominent, lost a lot of great aunts, great uncles, you know, two diabetes, you know, double amputees, blindness, things like that. And so I was always very, um, I always was very cognizant of diabetes and I have been diagnosed several times with pre-diabetes. Thank God that's been, you know, reversed, but it's something that's difficult, you know, sometimes for us to kind of, I guess, address because a lot of it is in our lifestyle, right? Like you said, like the foods that we eat and that exercise and in our culture in particular in in Caribbean culture, um, you know, starches are the mains of, you know, of our, our dish, like rice, um, you know, the provisions, you know, macaroni, pastas, like these are very, very big essential components to our daily meals, like growing up eating spaghetti and hot dogs for breakfast. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) so, you know, it's, it's quite, it's quite, you know, it's quite difficult when we think about it that way. But, um, I think, you know, when you talked about, how it affected even just you as somebody who had gotten, you know, pre-diabetes diagnoses or diagnoses. Um, how exercise and changing the way you eat, you know, had a real like you were really motivated to 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 engage in that because you knew what the effects of unchecked diabetes could lead to.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, it was it was when they told me that i was like what the heck is going on i'm working out i'm going to the gym and that's like in my early stages of like really weight to do it with some friends mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah i want to put on muscle i want to put on muscle but i was eating everything bad i'm talking about like big macs after big macs um fries and i was like yeah i want to put on some weight so i was drinking insure with it with fortune <laughs> green pork fried rice and eggs on top of it i'm like yeah i'm putting on i'm getting, i'm going for the games. um but then i went for a doctor checkup and he's like yeah you're diabetic man like, what are you eating you look healthy but what are you eating And I told him, he was like, yeah, you got to slow down on that, um, you know, to change it into more like a healthier habit, into like more like whole grains, healthier food, fruits, juicing, you know, drinking more water and stuff like that. Or I'll be diagnosed with uh, full-blown diabetes and stuff like that.
0: So I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, how how the passing of your mom due to diabetes affected, you know, you in particular. Um, And the reason I wanted to focus on that is because I think that a lot of times um, when we talk about diabetes, you know, we have individuals who are like, listen, like it's my body. It's me. Like if I want to eat this macaroni, like I can do so I'm the one that's going to die anyways. And a lot of times you know, you know, I can't get into their minds to know, like, why are they saying these things? But sometimes it's like I think we fail to realize that the actions that we take for ourselves um, or the lack thereof has effects, you know, beyond you. And I remember uh, growing up, I had I had a best friend growing up um who was diagnosed with diabetes, uh, I think type two diabetes since she was young. Um, and she ended up passing away, actually, when I first started law school, she passed away in 2008. So she passed away like at the age, I think, I think we were like maybe 23 at the time. Um, and so she passed away leaving behind her son and with her, it was, it wasn't that, you know, the meds stopped working. It was that she wasn't exercising. She was eating whatever she wanted to cakes, cookies. And again, she had type two diabetes, And it was kind of like, well, it's, you know, I could do whatever I want. We're going to all die one day, but she left behind behind a small child. And so I think sometimes when we talk about raising awareness and we talk about diabetes, we also tend to forget that part of the conversation should be, you know, when you are, when you, if you have diabetes or any illness, really like taking care of yourself, eating healthy, these are things you're doing yes for you, but you're also doing it for the people that you love. Because, you know, they want you to be around.
1: Absolutely. Um, I guess, you know, we're just creatures of habits, you know, when it comes to like eating good food and, you know, the delicacies of life and, you know, cookies Mm -hmm. and cakes and good food with like Maggi, you know, all that Mm -hmm. that good stuff. There's no way you you spend most of your life just eating that. You want to give it up cold turkey. But the selfish part of it is that, you know, when you have other people who have to carry the burden of you just switching it up to, from like grill to like maybe some salads or whatever, the kids are going for like a 30 minute walk in the park, just losing a, um, a couple of pounds, just to kind of say, not say reverse it, but to control the diabetes or whatnot. Um, it leaves everybody else to do extra work on, on top of their, you know, their daily living. Mm-hmm. Like you, you gotta go to work, but before you gotta go to work, you can't like, get ready for yourself you gotta also get ready for whoever you gotta take care of like for instance i I remember i was in my last year in college which also prolonged me from graduating i had to drop a couple of class because one i like the stress and the mental of it of like my mom going to the hospital all the time because one time I came home from the gym and she was just passed out on the floor because her blood sugar was like over 600.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: like, I had to stop what I had to do to like, you know, bring her to the hospital and I had make sure she gets her insulin. It's not cool to have, Well, I'm not somebody that could be in the med field because I, I just, I don't know, that's just not me. That's not my calling. Mm-hmm. But I had to poke her and give her her insulin and check her blood level all the time. Um, that was it, comfortable for me at times. Um, and then when she was in the hospital, I had to travel, because we took it to Boston at the time. We had to, mm-hmm. had to travel back and forth. So that took a toll on um, me and my siblings also, when we had to like stop what we had to do to, you know, make sure that our mother was good and all that could kind of been avoided with her just eating a little bit healthier and taking, taking more time on her health. So everybody else was like, Oh, I'm just going to eat. Health. I'm going to eat whatever I want. We're going to go anyway. That's like, and the selfish aspect aspect of it, but also, I feel like just mentally, you just can't blame them because that's just where their mindset is, and it's the fear of it. Also, I, I notice of like, oh, well, I ain't gonna be here for too long, so I'm just gonna enjoy what I can now. Because once you hear diabetes, for some patients, it's like ah, I don't. There's nothing wrong with me. I can just drink some tea or whatever the case is, mm-hmm. or they it gets to their mind like, damn, I'm actually about to. No matter what I do, this is just gonna keep getting worse and worse. So I'm just gonna enjoy what I can now, but not understand the consequence of like everybody that, that you're leaving behind or with to take care of during the time right. you're going through that process. So it to me, I feel like it's selfish, but at the same time, I try to meet people where they are and mindset of like, all right, this could what what is it that they're thinking about? And to me, I know when it comes to Haitian, death is something like, oh need that my it's time for me to go well so I'm just gonna do what I can now and whatever happens happens
0: yeah it's definitely I think a YOLO a YOLO life experience when you mm-hmm. get to that point because I remember my grandmother you know she would look at me like listen pass me that patty and I'm like but you can't eat patties <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> my mom can't. did the same thing to you for her friends from upstairs <laughs> oh, says, oh. They're not giving me no food down here. Could you bring me some? <laughs> some food? and we're like, we just we just gave her some food. Like, do not bring her anything. Texas first. Call us first.
0: Right. To
1: give her friends into bringing her a beer or bring her some cake or patty <laughs> or whatever things know that she's not supposed to be drinking that. Uh, especially with her dialysis, she was, she was really limited on like what she can't drink, mm-hmm. and she used to love her orange juices and stuff. And when she found out she couldn't have it, she had a homegirl upstairs. <laughs> And go outside get her some oranges and she'll hide it from us and until we leave the house and just she'll pull it out that'll yeah. be the funniest thing I promise, but.
0: <laughs> yeah it it was it was always it was always something and i and again i i hear what you're saying about you know meeting people where they are in a sense because you don't we don't always know what's going on in their you know mind mentally like how they're mentally adapting and, and going through these things Mm -hmm. Um, but at the end of the day too, like, you know, my grandmother, to say, well, if I'm going to die, I need, I want to die happy, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to exit this, you know, world deprived of rice. Like, why would I do that? And I, and I understood it because, you know, there were moments even for me where I was just like, I mean, I just want to eat a Big Mac, you know, (laughs) why can't I just eat a Big Mac? It tastes so good. But I think that, you know, and I guess that's where, when we're talking about, you know, diabetes awareness and awareness for any of these other, Illnesses, ailments, or whatever, that's where I guess the mental health conversation needs to come in. And I think that, that mm-hmm. that's a conversation that seems to not enter into the realm because, you know, if, you know, if when I'm thinking about like, you know, my friend who passed away, who left behind her young son and she died, she died at such a very young age, you know, full of life, like left to live, uh, it has to be a mental health thing to know that you have you know this particular disease or this ailment diabetes and you know what it that it can kill right um especially as it progresses but then you you continue to engage in activity that's self destructive like that has to that has to kind of border uh you know mental health concerns so with i know that with you know the work that you do the the health and wellness and fitness um have you come into, you know, contact or have you, have you had clients that, you know, had diabetes or borderline, you know, pre-diabetes? And if so, like, I guess, what was your experience with, you know, them, you know, encouraging them and getting them to, to continue the workout uh, regimens?
1: Um, I have, I usually just make sure to consult the doctor first because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, like, I want to make sure that they're right and following like the doctor's prescription of like Mm -hmm. what they're capable of doing, what they're not capable of doing. Some of them already started off with some medication and stuff. So usually that leaves them like kind of lethargic or like, you know, they try to push through the sessions or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, But for the most part I have, I try to motivate them as much as possible while training, um, but staying within the realm. So what the doctor's say that they're capable Mm -hmm. of doing or not capable of doing or eating especially if they're like diabetic, I make sure that they link up with a nutritionist to make sure that their eating is is right. I remember a while ago, I was too versed in nutrition and I was Mm -hmm. giving advice and I'm like, she went to the doctor and he said, my sugar is high. And I I told him I was taking it, you know, I was drinking fruits and smoothies and stuff like that. The doctor was like, why would you put this in it? And I'm like, she was like, oh, my train said it was okay. And I was like, "Oh, she." She was like, "No, it's kind of high in sugar. You know, try not to put too much of it in there." I was like, "Since then, I was like no nah, just stay with, within the realms of what the doctor tells you,' um, and right. basically just eat clean and right. get a nutritionist. Because so, you know,
0: when you mentioned the le- the lethargy, that's that's kind of what popped into my mind when I'm like, you know. A lot of times individuals who suffer from diabetes or are pre-diabetic, like there's this, you know, they have this, uh, lethargic, uh, sensation where they're like, they don't want to work out or they can't work out mm-hmm. and they're so tired to work out. But one of the things that you first said when we started this conversation is, you know, exercise is a key component to this. So it's like, try to figure out, like, how do we keep one motivated to exercise when, when they, when their body feels tired because of the, their illness?
1: Honestly, when it comes to that part, it's really a mental toughness. Is just you push through. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna be one of those trainers like going like get up, you're lazy, push, 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 push. Just like stay within the realms of what you could do. Um, mm-hmm. As long as you finish up the curated workout plan for you for the day, um, but I get the part where like physically you may not feel like you can get through it, or mentally or whatever the cases. But that's where I come in with the pep talks and try to make sure that like, you're going at a steady pace. A lot of people try to jump into it and try to conquer the world, whereas like you just really got to take it step by step until you get a little bit more comfortable, your body gets more adapted to the workout plan that you would have.
0: Right, right. and I think that that's that's really important uh, that piece about a, an actual plan. I think a lot of times some of us just kind of approach working out and you know and 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 being fit as if like we're just gonna get up and do it without right. any actual structure, you know, without understanding what exercises you know we actually need to do. Um, right. so being a trainer and especially a trainer that particularly works with um, you know, women of color, black women in particular, um, talk to us about, you know, your training, you know, like talk to us about your, your training model, your training method. Um, Cause I'm sure there are people who are probably tuning in now who are just like, wow, you know what? Like I definitely would love to like learn more about like these training plans and these, these, you know, workout plans and, and, you know, what services you might have to offer Um, you know, even though we're talking about diabetes awareness, but I think one of the biggest things on this episode is to really highlight the importance of exercise and fitness and how just walking 30 minutes a day, even maybe 20 minutes a day, if that's all you can do, could help in, you know, keeping you or keeping diabetes at bay for the most part, right? Obviously, coupled with healthy eating, but that exercise is a very critical uh, piece to this diabetes awareness conversation. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, your, your training style. Cause sometimes when people think about personal trainers, when they think about fitness coaches, they, they, you know, it's a little daunting, they get a little overwhelmed, um, uh, and yeah. then they don't do it. <laughs> <So>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I can understand where that comes from, but, um, as for my style, I, I really, like I said earlier before, like, I, I really like to meet people where they are. Um, and giving them like a, a good plan of execution in the sense. Like we go to the gym, there's so much equipment, there's so many things to do at the gym. We tend to lose focus and try to conquer, like I said before, conquer everything. But mm-hmm. overall, like if I'm seeing a client three times a week, usually I'll have like a a, sp- a split routine where it's like upper body, lower body, and try to hit them off with a full body on the third day, whereas they're hitting all muscle groups at least two to three times a week. Um, but it depends on what the client goal is also. So usually I kick off with like a discovery call and then we meet up in person and we start strategizing on the fitness and also nutrition advice. And then from then on, that we start executing on the workouts. Um, depending on where the fitness levels are, it might, it could be a beginner, I'm not going to have you squatting 10,000 pounds. We're going to start mm-hmm. with your own body weight and form and building up your core. Strength is really important to me. Because if you don't have a strong core, you don't have a strong body because usually everything that you use or you do requires your core. Um, but if you're a little bit more in the intermediate to advanced, then that's usually where my playground is also where I can really push you just so that way you can start building up your stamina, and endurance, mm-hmm. and strength a little bit sooner than later.
0: You know, one thing that popped up in my mind when I think about, um, you know, this conversation about diabetes and its awareness is this, this aspect of visceral fat. Right. And when you said core, it like triggered, triggered that like visceral fat, like this is like the fat that's usually like around like your, your, your belly area, your, your gut, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, that kind of encases some of your vital organs. And so, um, When we're talking about like exercises that can, I guess, combat in a sense, this visceral fat, right? Because they bring it up a lot um, when you go to like the endocrinologist, which is the specialist that deals with like diabetes. They talk about how you need to reduce your visceral fat because you're eating all of these different starches, you're eating all these different things that, you know, turn into sugar, turn into fat, and it just gets stuck there in your motherboard, which is the core, Um, so when people are thinking about, you know, exercises that are effective for getting rid of visceral fat, like what is that? Because I, I, there's so many different theories on how people can target weight loss. There are some that say you can target weight loss. There are others that say it's total body. There's no such thing as a targeted workout. So what's your take on that?
1: So basically visceral fat is... Like you said before, it's like the fat around your organ, that's where usually it kicks off or houses the the chronological, not chronological, chronic um, illnesses like diabetes, high blood pressure. Um, to get rid of it is really the same way you tackle, like getting rid of like regular body fat. It's just by mm-hmm. eating clean. That's made in the kitchen. You want your core, your body, um, your belly fat to go down. That's made in the kitchen. You could do thousand crunches or whatnot. You could work out seven days a week, but if you're not eating clean, meaning having your lean proteins, your high fiber carbs, uh, your healthy fats, at portion wise, is not going to go away. And in order for that to get reduced, same way like you take care of a like if you have diabetes or high blood pressure, thirty minutes of exercising and eating your your lean healthy meals a day.
0: Right. Now, I think that that's really important for people to hear, because I think that, you know, everyone's a guru on Instagram. Everyone's a guru online. And there's so many, you know, different theories. And I think sometimes people get lost when it comes to that. And so when we're talking about you know, being healthy, you know, trying to, to keep diabetes at bay. Um, I think these are important conversations to really figure out, like, what exactly are we doing, right? Because sometimes you find that there are people who do say they wait, they work out seven days a week, they lift weights, they do cardio, and they're like, but nothing has happened. I'm still, you know, I still feel like I'm overweight, the visceral fat's not going anywhere, and they're confused. So I think what you just said about it's not just about the exercise it's also about the food and i think that don't they yeah, seem it's also, like it's like 80 percent food and then like what 20 percent exercise or whatever that is yeah it's about like 80 um food
1: and yeah the rest of it would be like 20 percent exercise but there's also other factors that go into it like if you're stressed out mm-hmm. um if you're eating a lot of sugary or drinking a lot of sugary drinks if you're not getting enough sleep all that falls into the factor of like you putting on weight like everything your body needs a balance of like Make sure you're getting your six eight hours of sleep. Making sure mm-hmm. that you're staying completely active. Making sure that you're drinking enough water. Make sure you're taking your vitamins. Like it's a lot of stuff to add into um, you losing that or reducing the belly fat or the visceral fat. Mm-hmm. But it's more or less like just you. That's why everybody the basic fundamentals that will get you started is that 30 minute walk that will help reduce your stress level a little bit or help you get tired enough for you to you know get a good night's sleep um drinking enough water so that your body can stay functioning and flushing out toxins that it, it needs, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and all the high fiber food that help you, you know, go to the bathroom and, you know, help excrete the the waste and clean your colon and make sure that, you know, you're getting enough protein to help rebuild those muscle tissues that your body needs. Um, it's a balance of a lot of things. <laughs> it sounds like it's a lot of work, but it really isn't once you get into a routine and like I um, like we were saying before, you know, having a plan to execute um, that would definitely help a lot of people along the way,
0: right? And I think that you know when you when you talked about like you know it sounds hard. I mean, I think that anything that's worthwhile is is hard at first, right? It, until right. you make it a routine, it's always going to seem difficult because, to be very honest, do I want to wake up at six o'clock in the morning or do I want to like go to you know to the gym after work when I've spent an entire day exhausted? No. Do I want to, you know, eat lean meats and greens for the majority of the time and skip, you know, the burgers and the cheese fries and the brownies? No. (laughs) (laughs) You (laughs) You know what I mean? Like the the sugary mixed drinks. Of course, nobody wants to just say, oh, I want to. But it's about discipline. And I think it's about understanding what the long-term goal is. I think sometimes we focus too much on like, I just want to get snatched for the summer. I just want to be cute for my birthday. And we don't really see the the healthy lifestyle as a, as a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's how, you know, many of us are getting caught up. I mean, I know so many young people who have received diagnosis of pre-diabetes, but it's, you know, if you follow them around for a day, you can see why.
1: Right. right. You know, all the snacking, all the, going out brunching, you know, right? not coming for nobody, but they know who they are. Y- y'all uh, know who y'all are.
0: <laughs> and, and we might right. even, we might even be talking right now. no?
1: <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, I was drinking and I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm just going to have like, are you honestly, Is just discipline. A lot of people don't have discipline when it comes to it. To me, I find maybe this is my lifestyle or whatever the case, I find the simplicity in it. Like I'm like, I right, it's really not that difficult. I mean, at times it might be difficult for me just because I, Usually because of this busy world that we're in, um, mm-hmm. on a, on a dash and go, it's, it's hard to really prep everything to get done. But if you have a goal and, you know, it's like finishing off college, like you, you know, you want to graduate, you want to get out of school, you're going to sit down and do what you got to do. For the most part, there's times that we don't do what we're supposed to do, but to get that A or to get that, uh, no A plus or best GPA or whatever the case is, we buckle down and, you know, settle and do what we got to do. The same thing we got to do with our bodies. Like, you just need to give it a day or two just to figure out, like, what's your game plan while working out during the week, meal prepping, and executing that just so that, you know, you can have longevity and a healthy, fun longevity while doing it. Not saying you got to do it 24-7. Sometimes it's difficult, but 80% of it or more, if not 100% of it, should be, like, you taking care of the house that you live in, which is your body. You gotta take care of it, no matter what you say. Or the doctor's gonna tell you what pill's gonna have to take care of you for the rest of your life, and that's right. gonna be even
0: worse, right? And I and I like I like what you said there. You know, taking care of your house, which is your body, and that whole concept of your body is your temple. I think that a lot of times we tend to kind of gloss over that, and we come up, you know, we substitute it for whatever I don't know whatever we're thinking. But I think that that's true, right? At the end of the day, you know what we do now, it could be fun. It could be enjoyable, but if, if we're playing the short game, right. But if we're playing the long game, if we, if we want to see more life, we have to treat the body that we currently have well, because if not, you know, we're going to get sick. We're going to get worn down. And then we're not going to be able to continue doing the you know enjoying life and doing the fun things. Um, you know, spending time with our families, being around to see our kids grow up, our grandkids, like we're not going to be able to see any of that if we continue to just live a YOLO lifestyle when it comes to food. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so yeah, cuz you know, I look at people like, you know, uh Angela Bassett and she's kind of like my My women crush, I guess you could say, but you know, in terms of like what I want to look like when I'm 60, (laughs) I'm like, this lady is definitely eating. Like, I want to see her meal plan because she looks fit. She exercises. She's in the gym. She, you know, you could tell she eats well. Her skin is glowing and she's, you could never tell her that she's 66. She's actually over the age of 60. She's 60 something years old and she's competing, you know, with people my age. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've been
1: seeing some 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 grandpa dudes that's looking real, you know, more buff than I do. And like, right. I'm like, damn, and they're like 75, 80s, like still kicking and like still going. Like, and they're really shaming most of these dudes out here. Uh even myself, there's some guys out there that are like in their 70s lifting like over three, four hundred pounds. I'm like, yeah. oh, what the heck is going on? What pill you on? But they really, <laughs> really they really just really switch up their lifestyle, really dedicated yeah. to to their craft, and what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and women too yeah like, so <laughs> the older, the older ladies now they like really get into the strength training aspect of it i've seen some of them I'm like wow
0: yeah they're they're doing their thing and, and and you know and i think that that that's you know that's just that's the way to go right at the end of the day like you you want to live in your healthiest you know self you want to you want to be yeah. your healthiest self and i think that if we take better care of our bodies if we you know be a little more mindful of what we're putting into our bodies. And again, like you said, it's not that you're 24 seven, you know, monitoring yourself. Like you could never have a drink. You could never have a cookie. You could never have a burger, but it's all about moderation. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So Dwight, thank you so much for just, you know, being vulnerable and sharing with us your, you know, your experience um, with your mom and, 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 you know, diabetes and how that's affected your life. But I, I love the fact that you have, in a sense, kind of turned that, you know, pain, turned that sadness, turned that, you know, dark situation into something positive where you're a fitness coach helping people, you know, get to their best selves,
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I feel like that's my purpose in life. And that's what, you know, as long as I'm here until God told me to do something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one thing that really motivates me and pushed me. And my clients can tell you how crazy I am when it comes to them, like, getting better or like talking to them about like how to get better. I'm always mm-hmm. jumping all over the place. Um, yeah. Just out of excitement. But that's where my love is. So
0: Okay. Okay. So do I, let us know how we could find you because, you know, somebody might be listening and like, you know what, I want to, I want to book this guy or I want to see what he's about. So can we find you on Instagram? Is there a website?
1: Yes, you can find me on Instagram at DTD fitness. You can also, my website is under construction, but you can also sign up for a newsletter at dtdfitness.com. Um, you can also find me on Facebook. I don't really know if anybody's really using Facebook like that anymore, <laughs> but Facebook <laughs> slash DTD Fitness. Um, or if you just want to send me an email, you can email me at daytodayfitness at com. All
0: right. All right. Well, thank you again, Dwight. For being our guest today you know it's, it's crazy because we're having <laughs> we're having this conversation after thanksgiving after everybody's <laughs> done stuffed their face
1: <laughs> yo it's time to hit everybody with reality check all right y'all done time to get back to work leftovers <laughs> to get, are done mm-hmm. i'm actually about to do that with my story tomorrow but y'all, y'all done with y'all, y'all, y'all finished all right let's get back to work
0: let's go but, oh yeah. man. All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of According to RP on WJMS Media. Uh, just like always, we'll talk to you guys next week. You were listening to According to RP on WJMS Radio. About time you tuned in. Tune in each and every Sunday. I can't wait to come back. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's all online. WJMS. Thank you!